Hello, hello. Welcome to Jabber. I'm Grace, and my friend Kim is on here as well. Hello. <laughs> this is weird. This is the first time I'm doing this with another person, but I hope you all enjoy. Um, I mean, this is the first time I'm making a podcast in general, so... <laughs> Stress. Um... So, fair warning, we have a tendency to talk over each other. We will attempt not to do so, but there are no promises. All right. Yeah, this is my... not. Yeah, see? Um, <laughs> this is my bestest and brightest friend, Kim. And today... I don't know about brightest. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> um, today we are going to talk about relationships fun <laughs> yeah sorry so, i never know when to talk i'm like oh are we gonna overlap now or oh shoot no you're good you're good um so there are 12 items on this list and i have a d12 with me would you rather go down the list or would you rather roll one? Ooh, i like the well because i saw the list and they kind of correspond with each other, so maybe just going down the list will be better. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, so my little list, number one, is how you know you're in a good relationship. See, that one's tough because it's like, you know how you ignore all the red flags because you really like this person? Shut up, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things that you have to figure out over time, you know, like, um, it's, it's not do they not say right away yeah it's like do they say weird comments about how you act how you walk how you look how you you know do all those things or do they just kind of accept you you know yeah I guess this one and number two how you know you're in a bad one kind of go together so yeah like a good a good relationship I guess I knew that um, we are, so hold on, we are both in um, relationships with guys, and my boy's name is Keith. And my boy's name is Brian. Your boy, almost your man. Almost, yes, we are getting married in about three weeks, so that's exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. Um. So I guess for me, when I realized that Keith and I were in like, when I realized we were like a harmonious relationship is when literally his sister, we were all sitting there talking and she goes, how do you know if you're in a good relationship? And he and I just looked at each other and smiled. That's sweet. <laughs> I know it. And that was just like the cutest thing for me. But yeah, for sure when you when you have those connections like you don't you don't yeah it's like kind of, it's one of those things where it's also like instinctual you know are you really good with this person you'll know you know because mm -hmm. um, the whole saying you know when you know is you know growing up i was like that's ridiculous i i, I couldn't know because like you never know a person truly because i was extremely distrustful to everyone around me yeah <laughs> But it's it's really true because as soon as I got in, re in my relationship with um Brian, 
it was just a different feeling. It was like there was constant acceptance. I can tell him anything about myself and he would be completely okay with it. And I knew he would never call me, you know, anything bad, like ugly, fat, any of that kind of stuff. He would never, ever do that to me because he loved me the way I am. And so I think the biggest difference is that you just, you know, when you know, kind of thing. And maybe you say to yourself, oh, I know this is the one and everything. And then it goes wrong. And that's just because you were ignoring red flags, (laughs) you know? Well, either you're ignoring red flags or something really out of character pops up, like something that you and your partner have never dealt with before, you know? Yeah, either that or they, you know, the only thing that I would say other than ignoring red flags would be like if they're a manipulative person. Um, A manipulative person is a lot more likely to, you know, uh, not expose their red flags. And Mm -hmm. therefore, you wouldn't know about them. So it's not necessarily always like, oh, I didn't I didn't see the red flags or I ignored them. It's not necessarily your fault. You could just have been with a manipulative person. Yeah, because with I've been in a fair share of bad relationships and you've been in a manipulative one. (laughs) Yes, I have. But uh, for you, you haven't been in a ton of relationships to like serious relationships to begin with. Well, it's not, I, I want to say they're not like all serious. They just didn't end up working out for one reason or another. Um, I haven't been with a whole ton of guys that really upset me for who I am. So as soon as I say, oh, I have these problems or whatever, they go, uh, don't really want to deal with that. And, you know. True. Okay. That's, that's very different. There were a lot less guys that took you seriously and continued the charade. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where they're all serious relationships, but very little of the guys um, kind of understood or just accepted, like, who I was as a person, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I guess to kind of go on that off of that one, I want to talk about, all right, so we're tr- going to try not to use the F-bomb in this, all right? Because I don't know how to bleep that out quite yet. I mean, I could figure it out, but <laughs> I don't want to get demonic. I cuss because I've been trying not to cuss. No, you've been good. Um, okay. what, what I was going to say, the next one is fun buddies. What? Fun buddies instead of the other word buddies. You know exactly what oh, I'm talking about. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. The uh, Buck Buddies. Sure. We'll say Buck with a B. <laughs> buck with a B. Yeah. Um, well, if you're if you're like 13 years or younger, please hop off real quick because we're about to get into some things that your parents should tell you about, not us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably. Um, I love that you included this because the relationship before I met Brian was in fact a Buck Buddy. Yeah. So, yeah, me, uh, you're welcome. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're joking, right? I was a total hoe before this relationship. I mean, everybody goes through their hoe stage. Yeah, mine was just a little bit later than some. Yeah, but we're both still pretty young. We're both still pretty young. Yeah, I mean, you know, 20s. <laughs> yeah, 20s. Um, so when it comes to those, like, what makes it, I guess, different than an actual relationship? What 
kind of defines them? Because you've been in more of those situations than I have. I mean, I've only been in kind of like one kind of like long term kind of thing. I've I have only I went through my host age, of course, and it was mainly just one time with each person. But I went through like one long kind of one person thing. Um, And you wanted a relationship out of it, didn't you? Yes, I did. And that's the difference is um, with me, I personally like this guy. Um, fun fact, I met him on, uh, him on Tinder. So that's one of the next topics. <laughs> yeah. um, big old, big old weird kind of red flag for me personally, because I got off of Tinder after this. But um, yeah, so the biggest difference between like buck buddies and a real relationship is it isn't serious. You know, you guys are kind of in one of those open relationship type deals where you can kind of like see other people and all that kind of stuff. Um, he was going on dates while we were doing that and I was too. Um, except, you know, I'm more wanted a relationship out of it. So I was doing it just to make him feel better about it pretty much. Ah, that is and, a um, lot of rag fl- red flags. Yeah. And the thing is, is at the beginning, you know, we went on a couple dates and everything and then, um, then we kind of started doing that. And he kept trying to tell me that he just had some past relationships that didn't go well. So he wasn't kind of ready for one right now, but he could see us getting together. Big lie. That is a very big lie. So, um, <laughs> it's called manipulation. <laughs> yeah, there exactly. You- manipulation. So I went along with it for, you know, however long. Um, and it, it just wasn't one of those things like he would only, you know, we'd only go over to each other's houses when, you know, to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it was never one of those things where, uh, oh, like, let's go out to dinner. Let's go out to lunch. It was, we never did that. It was only, you know, let's stay over at one of our places and everything like that. Um, and most of the time it was only for like an hour and then they leave. And you never talk about anything too personal because, you know, this guy is just here to do whatever, right? Um, And cuddling is not a thing. Big, big thing right there. Um, Did you try to cuddle at all? uh, I, well, it was one of those things where I liked this guy. So, yeah, I tried to cuddle, but he was never really receptive to it. And I really should have just seen that, you know, (laughs) As as a kind of, oh, he really doesn't like you. But yeah, he dragged me along for however long. And then I went down to Arizona to visit you. Um, mm-hmm. And then he got all upset about that because it was kind of on a whim. And it's not like I was in a serious relationship with him. So I didn't have to like go by him first, but he acted like I had to. So kind of glad that ended. Really glad, actually, that ended because then I ended up uh, like six, seven months later finding my soon to be husband. So that's great yay yeah Yeah. on on the subject of tinder though that's how i met my boy Mm -hmm. but it was so strange like i don't like to say that we met on tinder because it it was different we were in the same apartment complex i think tinder can work for some people if those two people are seriously looking for a relationship but most people who are on Tinder are probably just looking for exactly what we just talked about, you know, a buck buddy. Um, yeah. And so 
I didn't like Tinder just because every time I was on it, um, as a person who went through some kind of similar things in high school, I just felt kind of like over-sexualized on it. And I ended up not liking it and decided that the right person would come to me, you know, eventually, or I would go find him. So I, uh, I just kind of waited. Um, we ended up working at the same place and bing bada boom. So I just kind of didn't, I just don't like Tinder, you know? (laughs) Whereas I'm not a very social person to begin with. And so for me, it was easier to meet people that way. Because I had two serious relations, well, have had two serious relationships through Tinder. Um, And the first one didn't go well. But the second one, I'm still here. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think think Tinder can work for someone if they just find another person who is looking for a serious relationship. You know, in this day and age, Tinder is more of a hookup site than anything else. I think it was created to be a dating app, but it's not used as that anymore. I feel like if you're looking for actual dating, you should probably check Bumble. (laughs) (laughs) Even then. Because from my understanding, Bumble's a little more friendly. (laughs) Never been on, but. I was on it for about like a month, and I can tell you that it's pretty similar to Tinder. Um, Oh, okay. The biggest thing is, (laughs) you know, I'm not here to diss Tinder. I'm not here to diss anybody who's on Tinder. You know, I was a Tinder user for a while. The biggest thing is always read bios. Never, ever just look at their face and swipe look at their bios because usually it'll tell you something about who they are and you can go mm, no or yes yeah because if it's just a booty pick and uh and like a down to have fun like that's not what you want <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for a real relationship it is not that yeah exactly like you don't want to have like you know, be ser- looking for a serious relationship and look in someone's bio and go N- looking for nothing serious and go, oh, I can change that. You're not going to change that, you know? Um, yeah, most no of matter- have it up. Yeah, no matter how charming you are, no matter how, um, you know, whatever you think you can do, you probably won't change the fact that they're not looking for anything serious. And if you look in their bio and they say only looking for serious relationships, um, swipe what is it right right is good um i don't even remember good yeah swipe dude it's been a while (laughs) yeah swipe right on them then because even if you know you don't think they're attractive physically you might that might change you know Mm -hmm. um so i guess another one that I want to talk about is uh, high school dating versus adult life dating. I have some serious opinions about high school dating, personally. (laughs) Same. Um, I could go pretty hard on that, but it's also because through high school, I was not uh, a subject. You did not have a good high school experience. No, I did not, but that's that's because... I wasn't one of those girls who like, oh, I want to date her. I, I was one of those girls that, oh, I could buck once and get over it. Um, yeah, that's setting, especially in high school. Yeah, so I was very over-sexualized. So I have some very serious, um, you know, opinions on high school relationships. And also it's just because I've seen a lot of high school relationships fail, partially. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And so I think, you know, it can happen. You see high school sweethearts around every once in a while where, you know, they met in 10th grade and they fell in love and they just, you know, kept going. And that's, that's amazing. For them. Like 16 or 14% of all relationships or something like that. Yeah. It's around 14, 16% um, is how many like high school uh, relationships actually work out. And yeah. If you're in a high school relationship it's right now, for how many get married? Yeah, but, but um, divorce rates a little bit higher as well. Yeah, well, I mean, divorce rates right now are like fifty percent, fifty. So, Jesus. yeah, it's not that great. Um, but no, it's like it, it can work out. And if you're in a high school relationship right now, please do not be um, discouraged by what we're saying um i'm no, not if anything take them as learning experiences yeah and it's like if you if you're sitting here in a high school relationship going oh like only 14 percent, you know actually work what if mine doesn't work don't do that trust the person you're with you i know? did that yeah yeah um i just personally think that throughout high school you change very much as a person you learn a lot of things um, not even ju- necessarily school-wise, just by life. You know, you learn a lot of life lessons and it kind of changes you as a person. And so the person that you started dating back in 9, 10th grade might not be the same person you graduate, you know, with. Um, right. Just personality and like experience-wise. Because for me, with high school dating, I I was very pessimistic about it until I met someone and then I was like we're gonna last forever and yeah you know me um (laughs) but uh I actually got into a relationship in my senior year that I was actually pretty confident about and I was like yeah no we could we could totally work but once again it was one of those things where I was ignoring red flags and the biggest red flag was when he was mad at me, how he'd treat me around his friends. Or just in general, treat you around um, his friends because, you know, I was around for all of that. And the way he would just treat you when you guys were like alone or just like with me versus when he treated with one of his boys was around was very different. And oh, I actually want to speak on this real quick because um, that guy who we will not mention the name because, you know, uh privacy privacy um you know you and this guy were in a relationship for quite a while and one day i was driving um and we were all hanging out and we were driving um driving up to a city not too close not too far from um where you lived at the time and right the guy turned to me and went you know kim uh i think your makeup is very pretty why can't you have grace start doing that or he said something. <gasps> he, do you not remember that? No, I don't. Did I block that out? I think you might have blocked it out because you were pretty mad about it afterwards. Um, but he he turned to me and went, you know, why can't? It was something like, why can't you teach Grace or Grace? Why can't you start doing that? And I couldn't tell if you were mad or like, you know, upset or whatever. But you just went, aha ha, you know, whatever. And I turned my to this, nervous laugh. Yeah. And I turned to this guy and almost blew up on him. And I was like, if you ever tell Grace that she is anything like that again, she does not need makeup. You, you know, I, 
Yeah. I was very mad at this guy and he didn't speak to me for I remember the last coming out. I remember the ending of it. I remember how mad you got and I was in the back going, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, I just oof. and it was the worst it was worse because um that was the first time I was meeting him, remember? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And he said that to me. And I oof oof. Yeah, no, that's the moment I said, Grace, I don't think this is gonna work. And you went, No. <laughs> yeah, I kind of dug my heels in. Well, because at that point he had at a little while later, he asked me to move with him. And so I was like, no, you know, he's actually serious about this, you know. And then one day he he just it's like a switch flipped. Yeah. And he was just terrible to me after that. And I was like, okay. And I I was waiting for it, waiting for it. And then when it happened, I still just wasn't ready for the breakup. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, once again, ignoring red flags or he was manipulating you not to see them because, you know, I immediately, as soon as I met the guy and he said that, I was like, uh-uh, like, this is not good for, you know, you. But we kind of, you know, you're my best friend. We kind of have this agreement going on that even if we think it's not the best for us, we'll still support each other because we're not each other's moms at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, so I told, I told Grace that I was like, no, probably not a good guy for you you should probably move on because x y and z and she went yeah, you know you said like oh i you know i appreciate the advice but not gonna go with it and i was like cool you know whatever i'll be here for you when you know the when shit goes sideways <laughs> yeah so i like that we have that agreement because it's kind of like we're supporting each other but then we'll also be there for each other <laughs> um, exactly but yeah i I didn't like the guy ever, and I'm very glad that he is not your forever in your mind anymore. Yeah, I know it. So then what makes it different between these high school relationships that we were talking about and the adult ones that we've had? Because I've had two serious adult relationships and several hookups, um, but I feel like adult relationships, like, they're weird compared to high school. Well, going back it, going back to what we were saying about like, you know, how you change over high school. Usually by the time mm-hmm. you know you graduate and you're more in your adult life, um, you know, towards the um, beginning of your twenties, you kind of um you're kind of set in the ways you know, not many more life experiences yeah, will change you like on something. Years, but after that, you're good. Yeah, it's not like um, you're going to change too much as a person unless you kind of have a life, you know, huge, huge experience that completely changes you, like your life. Um, yeah. Whether it be a relative dying or, you know, you get in this huge car crash and you almost died and you realize how much life is worth, you know you're not going to change too much of a, as a person after high school. Um, and so I think the difference between the high school and adult relationships is definitely the maturity level and um, the way you are set as a person. Because when you know who you are, you will not settle for any less than you think you deserve. That is a really good point. The difference 
going off of what you're saying, I think the difference between adult and high school is you know what you're worth versus you're figuring out yourself. And exactly in high school, especially when you're, you know, crowded around a whole bunch of kids, you keep looking at these other people going, oh, I wish I looked like her. I wish I looked like him. I wish I was more like her. I wish I was more like him. I wish I was popular. You know, you're wishing that you were so many different things instead of just accepting yourself and going, I'm beautiful the way I am. And yeah, I could preach that to a million high schoolers and go, you're beautiful the way you are. You need to accept yourself. Don't compare yourself. But they're probably just going to look at me and go. I cool. I'm just gonna go over there and you know whatever. <laughs> um, right. They wouldn't listen. But you know, if I had told my past high school self that like, you know these these people won't mean anything to you in two three years. You know, it's no big deal. Um, I think I would have been a much different person throughout high school. Yeah, I definitely. I was not a very social, very popular person whatsoever. And high school was relatively difficult for me. Um, I bounced around between friend groups a lot. And gosh, it was, if I could say anything to myself, it would be, you know, like, hang in there and this is not permanent. The biggest thing is like people, you know, you've ever heard people say, oh, high school was the best years of your life. You're you're never going to live like this again. I get it in about like, I think one or two points is living without paying rent and taxes and that kind of stuff. is kind <laughs> of great. Um, just waking up and going to school is not the worst thing compared to adult life. But I will say on the other side of that, when I look back at my high school years, I do not say to myself, I want to go back. I say to myself, thank God that's over seriously so it is a difference though like if someone had a really great high school career and had so many friends and had a great time like yeah you're going to look back on high school once you get into the adult life where you have to pay rent and security deposits and taxes and all that kind of stuff and go oh this sucks like this really sucks (laughs) and you you're gonna go oh I wish I was back in high school like responsibilities wise yes high school is better but I don't think I could ever go back to the little you know petri dish high school that I had Curious. yeah no so hmm i guess next thing i want to talk about is uh holidays and birthdays in terms of like being in a relationship with what's the difference not. because between like not being really shipping yeah. being okay gotcha <laughs> yeah um because like for for me my Christmas with Keith that was just wild to me because he had um he has a larger family and everyone was getting together at his at his parents house and they were like Grace you are joining us I was like ah (laughs) but um it, it was a lot of fun but I was constantly just like looking over my shoulder going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, you know? Yeah, and that's fair. I, I had a really good, you know, home life growing up. My family and I are super close even to this day. Um, in fact, I live with my two brothers right now just to keep rent like affordable. And um, <laughs> I can say that holidays, uh, this is kind of a weird point, but holidays without um, a significant other versus around family is very different. 
because when you're around family without a relationship, you can talk about, you know, whatever and not have to feel embarrassed about anything. But if you, you know, are introducing your significant other to your family during a holiday season, there's a very good chance they're going to pull out your photo album and it is all over. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Is that what happened to you? Exactly. You can't hold back. Me is the very first time I ever introduced parents said you know it'd be fun let's go look through the baby pictures and brian of course jumped the idea and i almost started crying (laughs) (laughs) um uh, joking of course i was just you know embarrassed out of my mind um but i think the other difference between like holidays and birthdays is the fact that you kind of have someone to celebrate it with if that makes sense like you have your family and everything but you're kind of you're like celebrating it with the person you really truly love. Yeah. I I really like celebrating well cuz for me I met Keith's family very quickly. Um I guess we'll jump into that too kind of meeting the family how that goes. But um yeah. I met his family super quick. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't um, introduce Brian to my family too fast. I, um, it took like about, I think, a month for him to meet my parents. And that's just because they're taking it slow and we're kind of enjoying just being, you know, us. And so, um, it took about two, you know, two months. And when it finally happened, um, actually, this is kind of a point to go off of too. It might be life changing for your significant other because, um, personally, Brian with um, his family, he never really had a fantastic home growing up, and so his holidays with his family would usually end in kind of bar fights. Uh, and so, um, yeah, and of course, my family dinners were incredibly always just so pleasant. You know, we're talking about ourselves, we're having dinner. My mom would make these extravagant buffets pretty much. And we'd, you know, on Christmas open presents right afterwards and we'd all like take turns opening presents. And it was always just a super great time. But, you know, once again, Brian never had that. And so when he very first had um, dinner with us, uh, actually a Thanksgiving, he could not believe what was happening in front of his eyes because he was just so confused the entire time. He, he looked shell-shocked. And I told him afterwards, I was like, did you enjoy that? And he was like, you have no idea. I had no idea what it was like to be around a pleasant family. Oh, wow. See, for me, I was, I was shocked going into Keith's family because my gatherings had been very small for a long time. And... So, yeah, all the commotion and everything was wild. But, yeah, being in a positive atmosphere again, that, that's kind of yeah, wild. Yeah, and, and that's another thing with, like, you know, Brian versus me is I grew up in a very kind of small family. You know, I didn't know many of my cousins because for some odd reason, you know, my family didn't go along with them or whatever. And so most of the time, um, you know, our family dinners would be you know, a couple of our grandparents or my grandparents with my parents and my brothers and me, and that would be it. Um, 
But then with Brian, he has this huge, extensive family, and he's met pretty much every single one that's in the family. And it's crazy to me because I'm like, I know, you know, six people in my family, and I'm good with that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, right. So, when he kind of was talking about how extensive his family is, I was like, you know, what the heck? And most of the time, a lot of them would gather during like holiday seasons or whatever. So when he got in this kind of like very close knit family situation, he was, you know, you know, um, super surprised. (laughs) And I'm over here, like if I had a family gathering where there was more than, you know, like seven, eight people, I would be super confused. (laughs) Right? Um, Keith's family, there was, I believe... 10 of us in the house in a pretty small That's house still a lot for me even personally i'm thinking of 10 people and i can oof. well you've got to remember there's three who are less than 10 years old and uh then a grandmother his parents his aunt her husband and then me and him so yeah i think that's around 10 i don't know yeah the very that. first dinner that um brian had with my family my my mom's dad had passed away a few years before, and so my grandfather. So it was just my grandma on my mom's side, my grandpa on my dad's side, um, and then my two parents, my mom, my dad, my two brothers, and my two uncles. So I don't, I wasn't counting, but that's um, oof. Uh, that's yeah, that's, that's pretty like nine. good. I'd say that's a pretty. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math right now in my head because I'm like trying to think. Um, yeah, so that's 10 people total, you know, between Brian and I, my brothers, my mom and dad and my grandparents. So, you know, not, not the worst. Right. Um, but. Oh, I forgot about his sister. Okay, we're good. (laughs) But yeah, with, with 10, even with 10 people, like that's (laughs) enough for me. Um, so yeah, I. I don't know. I'm just used to closer family gatherings and he's used to big family gatherings where there's a bar fight at the end pretty much and someone goes to jail. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, no. So talk about the first time then that was that the first time that he met um, your family was. Yes, it was a Thanksgiving um, and it was the first time he met my family. He had talked over the phone with them a couple times because my mom would call and be like, oh, hey, sweetie, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just here with Brian. So my parents knew about Brian. My, you know, Brian knew about my parents, of course. Um, We just kind of decided Mm -hmm. to just wait a little bit because usually what happened with my past serious relationship is they would meet my parents too early and they would probably get intimidated by them or whatever because my parents love me very much and we're very close knit. So, you know, I trust my parents' um, opinions on a lot of things. Um. So I just wanted to take it slow with Brian. And I think it was a good idea because then he went into um, meeting my family in a very positive light because he kind of knew me and we kind of talked about it. He also worked um, with my brother because we, my brother, me and him all worked at the same place when we very first met. So um, he also kind of got to uh, hear about the family from my brother's perspective, which helped him. Right. Whereas for me, when I met Keith's family, for one, I got to meet his dad and his younger brother first at an Olive Garden. Oh. 
quite randomly. Like, seriously, it was supposed to be, like, his entire family. And then his mom dipped out and his sister was like, well, if she's not there, I'm not there. And they were like, oh, okay. And so it was just his dad and his brother. (laughs) And, yeah, and I meet him. And he's a he's a pretty intimidating guy. Like, for reference, Keith is 6'5". His dad is like two inches shorter than him. Maybe. And he's just very stoic. He's he's a stone wall. I mean, love him dearly, but goodness, he was intimidating as all hell the first time That's I saw fair. him. And then yeah, and then his mom, I got to meet her on Father's Day. And what happens? We're at, like, Texas Steakhouse or whatever the heck it is. And, you know, there's, like, three of those. And his mom practically runs over to me in this little black dress and comes over, grabs my hands, and goes, thank you for making my son so happy. And then walks away. And I was like, oh, I what? Yeah, that's actually, that's a really good point, too, is um, I have, I have well, talked over the phone to Brian's um, mom because she lives across seas from us. And uh, the very first time I talked to her was kind of a funny situation because it was where um, Brian and I first started dating. And um, he was on the phone with his mom and it was just on his ear. And um, his mom asked him, oh, is Kim... Uh, does Kim have long blonde hair? Because uh, Brian's sister um, found a a Kim on Facebook and was wondering if that was the one. And um, Facebook, yeah. And Brian looked over at me and was like, "No, you know." And I have short brunette hair at the time, actually purple hair. Um, and so he was like well now i have to like figure this out because you know she's gonna freak out and everything like that who is this kim you found it's not the right one right and i'm sitting there like hold on no 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 i'm not freaking out because i completely trust you you know i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say you're cheating on me with whoever this kim is because obviously it's you know you don't have time for that and i know you wouldn't do that because we have a very good foundation of trust in this relationship which i appreciate um and so he uh sooner or later the uh his mom goes oh just hand over the phone to kim and i you know grab it and everything and she goes i'm so sorry about that mix-up like he's not doing that he would never do that to you or any of that kind of stuff and i'm like no no i i totally know that like i know he would never do that it's totally okay and she was like i just want to let you know that you know the times that i've talked um to brian about you he's always just said the nicest thing he loves you so much and um yeah, and she said, um, at one point I asked him if um, you he uh, you made him happy, and he said, "Mom, you don't know how amazing she is." And I started, yeah, I started bawling. I was like crying over the phone with this woman, <laughs> and that's the very first time that I talked to her, and I will never ever forget that that conversation. It was at least the, I mean, the basis of it. At least I don't know the exact. Um, you know conversation but it was it was insane because you know a a boy or rather a man boy man um and his mom have a different relationship than Mm -hmm. anything else in the world and you know if they're close 
that boy will talk about you like crazy and his mom will like love you before she even meets you. So the fact that, you know, Keith's mom ran up to you and was like, thank you for making my son so happy. That proves that Keith was ranting about you to her. Oh, yeah. Like when we had talked later on, because his family and I are very close now. um, We were talking about it a little bit. And at one point she was like, yeah, no, he just he's always so happy around you and. Um, you you've made him a better person and all sorts of stuff like that and I just it touches my heart in a special place it definitely you know? does because um, it's also not just like family or parents that you know kind of give you a sense of how much they love you it's also like best friends because not too long ago I met Brian's um, mm-hmm. best friend from the military and um, he looked at me and said you know, Kim, this is not the Brian I knew back in the military. You definitely changed him for the better because apparently Brian was a very party oriented person. (laughs) And so (laughs) he said that, you know, his best friend. And I was like, this is just, you know, the Brian I met. I thought this was just the guy, you know, and, um, his best friend was like, well, you know, you must've changed him because this is, he's completely different (laughs) wild yeah no when i met keith's best friend he's a character um but i was apparently the very first girl to ever meet his best friend of like since they were children and um so that was a little intimidating (laughs) right and once again, this was, like, within a month of our relationship mm-hmm. starting. Like, God, Keith. God damn it. Yeah, we, Brian and I, Brian and I definitely yeah. decided to take it slow because he didn't even meet you until, like, you know, a month ago. So it's not. Well, actually, yeah. meet. He, he actually barely talked to you over the phone before that because Brian doesn't like phone calls. I get it. Yeah. I don't like phone calls sometimes either, but... <laughs> I'll suffer through them. <laughs> Which is tough in a long-distance relationship. Um, so I guess let's talk about living together versus long-distance. Have you been in a um, long-distance relationship? If you count a middle school relationship where I met the guy on Minecraft and he lived in uh, Long Island. So no. I have not. <laughs> I have not okay. been in a long distance serious relationship. Well, that was a serious relationship. We were planning on meeting each other and all that kind of stuff, but um, didn't work out. <laughs> so I can give a lot right. towards the living together. So, um, not quite the long distance. Yeah. So little background there. Then um, I, Keith and I began living together almost immediately. Same with Brian and I. Yeah. Um, cause we, like I said, we lived in the same apartment complex and he was moving out in two weeks and I had just moved in the week before. So very strange coincidence, but, um, yeah, no, basically he came over and just never left. So uh, (laughs) he says I tricked him, but he's a liar. (laughs) They always say that. They'll always say Um, (laughs) <laughs> if they've got a sense of humor um 
So living together wise, I guess, what are some of the pros and cons? So I would say, so just a little background for Brian and I, once again, we met at work and, um, for context, I lived about 30, 45 minutes away from the place that I worked, but he lived only 10, 15 minutes away. So just for gas and saving time and sleeping more reasons, I decided to just kind of stay at his place. <laughs> so I came over and never left. And, you know, yeah, so pretty much I came over and never left him. And um, so, yeah, we worked at the same place. We ended up commuting to work together and um, we just kind of never stopped. But so, yeah, that's kind of like some background. But for I would say the pros of living together is you get to live with your soulmate best friend. And that is the best feeling in the world is the yes. fact that you get to wake up each day looking at, you know, the face that you want to be with forever. Um, very, very sappy coming from me. But <laughs> it's it's true. It's one of those things where I get to wake up and be right next to the person that I'm going to marry um and then another pro would be I have nightmares a lot and so waking up next to him and being able to kind of shake him awake and go I had a nightmare and he's just kind of like okay come here it's fine you know um that's very big pro uh his mom is a classically trained chef so his cooking is incredible (laughs) definitely a pro which she never forget um, I always send Snapchats of the delicious food he makes. Oh my goodness. Um, but getting more into a not so personal kind of living together um, is, you know, you get to experience the person that you truly want to be with. And that is a very, very big one is the fact that, yeah, you might be dating this person and you might like spend a couple nights together or whatever. But once you see how they live and how they operate from like 24 seven kind of experience um it could make or break the relationship Mm -hmm. and I know that sounds very intimidating and scary but it's really not you know look at the way you live and try to kind of like see maybe where the flaws in your living situation is do you know what I mean and those are put under a magnifying glass because because with another person it's 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 very strange because suddenly you're working symbiotically with your significant other which is very different than a sibling exactly because you're kind of you know if you're moving in together there's a good chance that you're going to share a room and share a bed and share you know a closet space and everything so you kind of have to a bathroom everything so yeah you kind of have to um compromise and take you know what i mean you kind of have to like do the whole compromising, giving and taking whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, so definitely the different way of living is kind of one of those pro con ones because it's good in the fact that, you know, you might get on like a schedule of sleeping or, you know, you might learn some things about this person that you've never learned before. And those could be good. Those could be bad. And also con is seeing the way that they live might drive you insane. <laughs> Yeah, Keith and his socks. He throws socks and shirts just yeah. willy-nilly. And so, like, when we were cleaning out the apartment before I had to move, um, <laughs> there was just socks everywhere. 
behind the dog crate, behind the TV, over around the couch, under the couch. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. And the entire time we were living there, he's like, where are all of my socks? I'm like, you see the biggest thing. The biggest thing for like Brian that um, makes me really happy and makes me mad at the same time is the amount of sentimental stuff that he has, you know, very like stuff that he's collected and he has a story behind and he has to keep it that way because he's collected Poland, Afghanistan, Ukraine, Ireland, Italy, Germany, like he been everywhere because of military and living situations. Um so he, he always has a story behind something. So we have like a replica Nazi helm in our room right now. And I do not support Nazi, you know, um, I don't, yeah, I don't really support any of that, <laughs> but it's kind of funny to have because, um, you know, it's just something he collected, I think, while he was in Germany. And then I am currently wearing a shirt that is a um, undershirt for uh, your, I think Ukrainian soldiers that he traded a knife for in Poland. Yeah, so it's kind of it's That's kind cool. of these crazy stories that are you know interesting and it makes me happy and also makes me angry because it makes me happy for the sentimental reasons. There are funny stories behind it usually. Um, the reasons it's upsetting is he is a very mm-hmm. sentimental person, <laughs> so he has a lot of sentimental stuff, and therefore we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I've never been much of a hoarder. Yeah. I kind of like having my things. Um, kind of sometimes I'll have too much of one thing, but usually I'm pretty simplistic when it comes to that kind of stuff. But um, so we just have a lot more stuff, and it's like crazy to me. <laughs> uh, from that, um, I'd say uh, another like con of living with someone else is you have to change your way of life you know I used to be able to um do pretty much whatever whenever I wanted it's like oh want to go to a hockey game tonight cool I'm going oh I want to go get Taco Bell I'm going to go get Taco Bell you know that kind of stuff but as soon as you start living see he just started dragging me around so as soon as you start living with someone that changes you can't just go running off doing things because you know that either might create trust issues where he's like oh where are you where are you going all the time I'm like what are you doing all the time um or maybe they're not as into um going to get taco bell every two hours as you might be <laughs> um because one big thing is i was yep. in i was in good shape for not really doing much and not eating like too bad um before i met brian and then when I met him, he's a very fit guy. Once again, military, he kind of kept the whole fitness with him. And so um, I was introduced to this whole land of gym time, you know? And once again, I wasn't. <laughs> See, I got to the other side of things. I got fast food every day. And I See, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, pounds. once again, I wasn't too out of shape. I was just kind of like, you know, in a good place for my height and everything like that. And, um, but yeah, when I met him, it was immediately like, oh, let's go to the gym and let's do hiking and let's go on walks and runs. And I'm like, I am a inside person. I like bed. I like blanket. I don't like sweating. <laughs> so let's not. And he's like, but we should. And I was like, I well, if I have to, you know, like adopt your way of living, I guess I, I will. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, pros and cons for me and Keith were <laughs> the socks. Um, no, just like general cleaning up after yourself. Neither of us were good at that. And that got ex- like, that got thrown under an entire satellite microscope like i i can't explain yeah, and, how much how important that is and i <laughs> to clean was up you know yourself. pretty decent at cleaning up myself i'd clean my room like pretty much every week and i might leave a dish here and there it wasn't too bad but when i met brian and we actually started living together that changed because you know dishes get out of the room trash is not left all over the place we clean our room pretty well you know all the time um and I like it a lot better. I feel like I'm more clean and more s- uh, sanitary. <laughs> Especially with this whole coronavirus going on. <laughs> it feels very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I guess one of the first times that Keith and I, like, one of the first, like, dawning moments for us was uh, when Keith mm, got that's the flu. That's a good one. Yeah, because when you're sleeping next to this person who likes to be on the wall side of the bed, and all of a sudden they're like, I gotta move! I was like, oh, oh shit! You're gonna have to figure and, out how to um, pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but, uh, no, I get that, because um, it was kind of opposite, though, because I got sick first, and the funny thing is, is he has not been sick since I have known him. He is more of a, you know, um, not wall sleeper. He likes kind of the openness and it's closer to our door. And if there was an intruder, it makes me feel better if he was killed first. Uh, <laughs> just joking. It, he, he wants to be able to protect me is what it is. But um, no, I, I got sick with a uh, sinus infection was the very first time that I got sick around him. And I was sick for a week to the point where I had to get a doctor's note and get out of work for it because I was so congested and I would give it to other people. And so, yeah, the very first time that I was sick, we had to go to urgent care and get antibiotics and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then not too long later, about two months after that, I got another infection, but this time it was a throat infection. And so (laughs) I have been sick a lot around him, but he has never been sick. So, <laughs> dang. Yeah. See, Keith just gives me whatever sickness he has, and I'm like, mm, girl. Yeah, see, uh- <laughs> I, I've been sick probably like three, four times, you know, with him and everything, and he has never gotten sick once. And I don't get it because it's like genuinely this stuff starts off as a cold or a flu, and then he doesn't get it. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> dang. Well, I guess, last thing, are there any kind of closing statements that you'd like to say um, about relationships and about your relationships, I guess? Um, I guess relationships in general, you need to, very first and foremost, I would say the biggest advice piece that I have for someone is trust have a good foundation of trust with this person because you are giving a lot to them. You're giving your entire heart. You're giving your entire life. They can break it in two seconds if they wanted. And so trusting them is a very, very big thing. If you do not trust your partner right now, 
you need to sit down and have a talk about that. And if they won't have a talk, it's time to end it. Yeah. Another one is communication. Because is key. If you're not willing, yeah, communication. It's key. If you're not willing to talk about a problem, that's a problem in itself. Yeah, because Brian and I, you know, we're constantly communicating. And I think that's why this relationship worked out so well is because when either of us are angry, we look at each other and go, I'm angry at you. Let's solve this. You know, literally we'll say that kind of stuff. Or one of us will turn around and go, are you angry at me? And the other one go, yeah. Okay. How are you going to deal with it? You know? Um, yeah. So communication is a very big one. I think that our relationship could have gone very poorly if we don't communicate so much. Yeah. Same. Like, so same. Yeah. And I guess very last point is be sure with who you're going to be with if that makes sense. Um, you know, don't settle for anything less than you think you deserve. And if you think you deserve mm-hmm. trash, don't believe yourself <laughs> when you think that. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you have this dream of being with this guy who always supports you no matter what and will never call you ugly, never call you fat, never call you the B word, do not settle for anything less at all. I mean, Brian has never even called me ugly fat or the b word or anything like that even jokingly he has never ever said any of that kind of stuff and he vows he will not forever and i love that i personally really really do appreciate that so never ever settle for anything less than you think you deserve for sure i think i think that that's a really good closing note yeah do you want to give them you're at or anything uh i'm not even sure how this app completely works i downloaded it literally an hour ago <laughs> um so i no, might start I my own podcast soon i don't know yeah so if you do and kim will be on all the time i'm sure um that is what to see uh, from us so thank you very much say bye, bye thank you